Welcome, mamas. We are so glad that you could be with us today. I'm with my fellow seasoned mamas here, and we are continuing our prayer series on Mama's Messy's Prayers. And so before I begin today, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt unseen? Have you ever felt unnoticed? Have you ever wondered if anybody is listening? I thought about those questions myself, mamas, and I realized that over the course of my motherhood journey, that there have been many days where I haven't felt seen or heard or noticed. And I was thinking about that. And usually it's because I'm doubting myself as a mom. It's during those times where maybe I am wondering if I'm doing it right or if I'm enough or maybe I've made a mistake. Lately for me, it's been in these moments of learning to parent from afar. It's been in the moments where my boys call me and they tell me stuff and then I worry about it and and then I I try and fix it and but you know they let me know that they let me know if I'm doing it right or not. So if I'm doing it right, everything's fine. If I'm not doing it right, they tell me, "Mom, you're being a smother mother." <laughs> so word of advice to all of you mamas, just know that someday your children might say that you're a smother mother. <laughs> I always tell them it's because I love them. And uh, so I, it's just that balance. But the reason I ask also about the questions about feeling unseen and maybe not heard is that it's been a struggle of mine throughout the years. And over the past couple of years, part of my prayer time has been spent looking at the different names of God. Part of that is because I've written a book called Promise Rest that focuses in on the names of God and some of his characteristics. But even after I turned it in, I spent a lot of time thinking about the names. And I've just been thinking about that feeling unseen. And I thought, how can I use that in my prayer time? I've used some of the other names of God, but this is the one that I wanted to focus on with you today. Now, This name of God comes from a fellow mama in scripture. Her name is Hagar, and she is part of the story of Abraham and Sarah. And this story takes place in Genesis chapter 16. But in Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abraham and Sarah to go, and they pick up everything and they leave with the promise that they are going to have land and that they're going to have a family which is pretty miraculous when we consider their age, which was 75 and 65 at the time. And we also had just learned that Sarah was barren. She wasn't able to have children. So that was a big promise from God. Well, in Genesis chapter 16, it is now 10 years later. So now Sarah is 75 and Abraham is 85. And Sarah decides to take matters into her own hands. Now, the scripture doesn't say that, but from the story, you will probably conclude the same thing that I did, is that she thought maybe God needed her help. I mean, have any of you mamas ever done that? Think that maybe God might need like a little suggestion or a little idea? I know I do sometimes. And guess what? 
He never uses my ideas, but his ideas are always better than mine. And so she decides that she's going to give her maid, her slave, Hagar, to Abraham as a wife so that if they have a child because Hagar is a slave and she owns her, that baby will be hers. So in her mind, that's a perfect plan. Her desire kind of put everything else aside. Now, the rest of us, we're all sitting there thinking, that's not a good idea. Like, who would ever think that was a good idea? And it doesn't turn out really well. So Hagar does get pregnant and Sarah has a really hard time and she mistreats Hagar terribly to the point where Hagar flees away from her and she's out in the desert and she's crying. When all of a sudden in the scripture, we see that an angel of the Lord comes to her. Now, here's the interesting thing that I didn't know prior to studying this story where we hear this name is that. When you read angel of the Lord in the Hebrew, it's Malik Yahweh, which means messenger of the Lord or messenger of Yahweh, that it is, the theologians believe, that it is Jesus pre-incarnate. So think about this, friends. Jesus comes to a lowly slave girl out in the desert who's crying, who probably now knows that she's going to be a mom. Not only that, she's going to be a mom to a baby that she might not get to raise. And the person who's going to raise her does not like her. And, you know, just all of these things are going on. And she is struggling. She is probably wailing and weeping. And Jesus comes to her and he says, what's going on? Now, I'm telling the story loosely here, but for sake of time, that's why I'm doing it. And uh, but he listens to her and then he tells her. You need to go back. But before she goes back, he tells her, you are going to have a son and his name is going to be Ishmael, which Ishmael means God hears you. He is also going to be a father of many nations. So he tells her, you're going to have a son. He's going to grow up. It's all going to be okay. And so then in her talking to him, She gives God a name. And my understanding is that this is the only place in scripture where somebody gives God a name. So fellow mamas, it was a mama who did it and a woman and a slave girl at that. And she calls him El Roy, for you are the God who sees me. Now, I don't know about you, mamas. Whether I'm feeling unseen or not, it brings great comfort to my heart to know that God sees me. So when we think about the name El Royi, how could we use that in our prayer time? How could we use that in our moments throughout the day? Because prayers don't need to be big, long, eloquent speeches, because let's face it, as mama, sometimes all we can do is snatch a quick help, Lord, here and there. But even if we said El Royi, or help me El Royi, Help me, the God who sees me. It's just a reminder that whatever situation you are in or however you are feeling or whatever you are facing, that he is right there with you. And when you think about that story, you think about Ishmael too. So not only is he the God that sees you, he's the God that hears you. He always wants to listen to you. He always wants to know what's going on. 
He cares about every single detail of your life. So even if it's just mentioning the name Elroy, thinking about God sees me, that makes an amazing difference throughout our days for your personal prayer time, but also for those you are praying for. As you pray for your children, your loved ones, your family, a lot of us mamas, we have parents still. And so we're kind of in that in-between stage where we have kids and we have parents and they both need us sometimes. And so we feel pulled in different directions and that feels messy sometimes. But God sees, he knows, and he loves you so much, mamas. So when you have a little more time and you're thinking about, well, how else could I use the name El Roy to pray? Well, one of my favorite Psalms, El Roy is only mentioned once in scripture. But the message that God sees us and knows us and hears us is all throughout Scripture. And so I'm looking up Psalm 139 on my phone here. And the whole Psalm is beautiful, a beautiful reminder of how God is with us. But I'm just going to read a few verses and then talk about how you might use those to pray. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book, were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when, as some were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. The whole psalm is about how God sees your coming and going. He knows your thoughts before you even speak. He knows you, Mama. He knows you. He loves you and he calls you by name. He was there for you when you were being knit together in your mother's womb. I love that phrase, intricately woven, because in the Hebrew, that word is more like embroider. Now, I don't know, mamas, if any of you are into embroidery. I'm not very good at it. I'm all thumbs and fingers and I stick myself. But I love embroidery. I love looking at each stitch. But not only that, I love thinking about how God stitched me together, how he stitched you together in your mother's womb. And if he did that, if he chose you before the foundation of the world was even made, if he chose you, it's because of who he is, not because of who you are. He loves you so much, mamas. And so you could take that psalm and you could pick out certain verses. Now I know some of you have very busy schedules and you have littles at home and there's not a lot of quiet time. Well, one of the things that I've been doing lately is I've been listening to the Psalms. I like put them on when I'm getting ready. And so you can listen to them on audio. I have the ESV Bible app. There's different Bible apps out there and you just press play and it'll keep going from one Psalm to the next. So that's another idea of how you can pray is just listening to the Psalms. Because the Psalms are pouring out of your heart before God. Sometimes in hearing the Psalms, 
It stirs up things maybe that you haven't thought about or aren't thinking about, and it just helps you present whatever it is that you want to talk to God about to Him. He never grows tired of listening to you. In fact, dear mamas, when you're praying to Him, He'll say, is there anything else? Is there anything else that you want to talk to me about? You can talk to Him at any time. So these are just a couple of ideas, but I want to give my fellow seasoned mamas an opportunity to talk about maybe a name or a characteristic of God that they like to use when they think of him or pray to him. Thank you so much, Michelle. As I knew it would, uh, what you shared just really touched my heart today. Um, I'm going through a difficult season, and it feels a little too fresh to share details about it right now. But I will tell you, this is Lindsay, by the way. (laughs) But what I will tell you is that I had a speaking event um, on Saturday that I felt pretty ill-prepared for. Um, and God is so good. It ended up being a great event, and he gave me the right words to say. But when we were entering a time of worship, um, I was trying to remain pretty stoic and hold my emotions back. And um, this song we started singing is, I will sing of the goodness of God. And, you know, just a couple of those lyrics. It's, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And just one more bit, because all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good. And with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And as we were singing that song in church, I was like, oh, no, it's coming. (laughs) and just this huge wash of emotions as you know faith has shared grief hits us in unexpected moments and yet the tears can be so welcome and soothing and yet when your whole body is shaking and you are sobbing and you're supposed to be the one that's put together speaking at an event it's not ideal timing but it was all good I had some lovely friends sitting next to me that soothed me I took some deep breaths and got it back together But the other part of the story is then the next day I was in church and guess what song came on in church? The same song. And guess what happened? The same thing. The quaking, the shaking, the sobbing, all those beautiful things. Did I mention I'm a pastor's wife? (laughs) So maybe a few people noticed, but that's okay because um, praise and grieving can be wound together in a beautiful offering of worship to God. And so the characteristic for me that, that God has really been pursuing my heart with is that he is good. He is good all the time, even in our suffering, even when we don't understand. God is good. Amen, Lindsay. Thank you. So this is faith. Um, first, Michelle, thank you for that. That was Yes, it's one that I don't normally think to use the names of God, but there's so many and what an incredible way just to use that to help us pray. Um, And so for me, something that a lot of times when I am praying, what I start with is everlasting father. Um, Father, because, you know, he is our father and kind of dad like relationship. Also, though, just everlasting. I think for me, it's a reminder that it's forever. Like I am very like 
my emotions are all over the place. And I think things last, like my attention span is right here and right here, right here. And it's reminding, it's a reminder for me that his love is everlasting, right? His promises are everlasting. His relationship with me is everlasting. As someone who struggles with perfectionism, I think that sometimes like, well, how could you love me? Like all over the place. But it's an everlasting love that he has for me. And so that's just something that um, a characteristic that I like to lean on, especially when I am struggling or I am dealing with those thoughts or just those like, am I being a good mom today or am I being a good wife of just even when I'm in the pit, there is an everlasting love and grace and mercy and promise that he has that exceeds our pain on earth and our, you know, moments of weakness on earth. Oh, ladies, this is just broadening my spaces today as I listen, as I lean in and consider all these attributes of God, these names of God and how worthy he is of my praise, that he is good all the time that he sees me, that his love for me, his care for me, his forgiveness on me is everlasting. I'm sorry, I just had to repeat everybody's a little bit as it's all stirring and, and filling me right now. And similarly, and I, I hope that this just brings all of our messages together as well, I've been thinking a lot about Father. Yes, you spoke a little bit to that as well, too, Faith. Um, as we read, I believe it's in Romans that Paul reminds us that we, by the Holy Spirit, cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, because we're his adopted children by faith in Christ. Isn't that incredible? How intimate his care for us as we consider when we think about Father and listeners, maybe you have wonderful memories and continued interaction with a dear earthly father. Maybe, unfortunately, your road with your father, your earthly father, has been a rocky one. Regardless, as we think about our heavenly father, we know that we have one who ultimately is our perfect father always with us, our protector and our provider, the one who's our refuge, that safe place as we can run into daddy's arms and he embraces us. I love to envision this. This is really powerful for me when I pray. I, uh, like Lindsay, I was speaking this weekend and I found myself praying in front of the women who were gathered alongside me. And so often as we many times throughout the event, stopped to pray. We were digging into the word, discussing, and there were a lot of tears shed, certainly a lot of laughter. And in the midst of it, Father, Father, um, I think about the times when I, without even thinking too hard, somebody asks me to pray and I'm like, Heavenly Father, or as Jesus instructed his first followers, our Father who art in heaven. As Jesus himself, I think about Matthew chapter 6, 
when he's telling us not to worry. And he says so beautifully, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that sweet that even prior to his death and resurrection, he already by faith knew that we by faith could call our God, our creator, father. He said to, to Mary Magdalene, who came running to the tomb and meets her resurrected Lord, falls at his feet, clings to him, and he goes on to comfort her and says, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. He right there was declaring that his father is also hers by her faith. And you and I, you and I, trusting in Jesus, in his promises to us, that he is Savior, he is coming again. He who is resurrected, who has beaten sin, death, and the devil, he comes to us. And because of Christ, we go right to the Father. We're told we can approach his throne of grace with confidence. And so I think about the one who is enthroned on high, who also stoops down and climbs his ear to me. And I get to lean into his arms and say, Daddy, what's ever on my heart, he knows already, but he wants me to come to him. Oh, fellow seasoned mamas, I can't tell you how often the comfort comes with the tears. Even in those times when I'm not even sure what I should pray, but I, I trust the Holy Spirit is interceding with, interceding with those groans too deep for words, as Scripture reminds me, that I can come, Father, Daddy, I need you. I know by your promises that I, as an earthly father, a good earthly father would desire to give good gifts to his child, right? That our heavenly father promises that he provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. Yes, sometimes as I come to him and I cry out my confessions, I know that he may discipline me out of love for my good. Oh, because he is a good, good father. I'm always drawn to music. As Lindsay shared earlier, I couldn't help but think as I'm contemplating talking to you listeners about father, I think of that that simple praise song, Good, Good Father, because that's who you are. And who am I? I love how the singer proclaims that I am loved by you. That's who I am. Who I am is defined by you, and I am called loved. I'm your beloved daddy, and I can come to you because you call me your child. And I pray that by your grace, Father, I am growing to resemble you, to imitate you as a child wants to imitate her parent, that I walk in those same footsteps following as Jesus did, that someone may uh, recognize me as your child, Daddy, and say, boy, she's growing to look a lot like her father. Good, good father. That is who he is. Amen. Thank you, Deb. So, you know, all of us are so different in how we answered that question, but I think it was all so good. You know, Lindsay talked about prayer and praise. And, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately is when we sing those hymns 
when we sing those songs that it's God's word. And so we get to sing his word. And sometimes we can't sing because we're, we're moved to tears, but we still hear the words being sung and faith sings, faith sings, and faith comes through hearing the word. And so that is such a, a beautiful way to pray. And I don't know, everyone t- says it's somebody different. I don't know if it's uh, Martin Luther or another church father, but they said that when you sing, you pray twice. And I've always loved that. So whoever said that, we give credit to whoever that person is. And then Faith talks about an everlasting father. He's going to be our father forever. And oh, such comfort in that. And then Deb talked about our God as our Abba. I love the name Abba because the closest word in English that we have to that is Papa or Daddy. And that God invites us to call him that. So those are just a few ideas, dear mamas. And so to wrap this up, I'm going to close us out in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we lift up before you every mom who finds herself in the quiet moments, wondering if anyone truly sees her, her struggles, and the profound depth of her love and sacrifices. You are El Royi, the God who sees And we lift up all these precious mamas to you, up to your loving gaze. As we reflect upon the timeless words of Psalm 139, we are reminded that you, O Lord, have searched them and know them. You are acquainted with all their ways and are intimately aware of their innermost thoughts. In those moments when they feel invisible, grant them the reassurance that you see them even in the hidden corners of their hearts. We pray, Lord, that you would wrap up these mamas in your comforting embrace of your presence. May they find solace in the knowledge that they are wonderfully made, intricately designed by your hand. When they question their worth or significance, help them recognize that their value is immeasurable because they are your beloved children. In their moments of doubt and loneliness, assure them that they are not alone. You are the God who sees them, who are with them every step of the way. You hold them in the palm of your hand, shielding them from harm and guiding them through life's challenges. Lord, we ask that you flood their hearts with the assurance that they are seen by you, cherished by you, and loved unconditionally. May they find strength in the knowledge that their worth is not dependent on the recognition of others but rooted in your eternal, unwavering love. We pray for all the mamas who struggle with wondering if they are seen, that they may rest in your presence, knowing that they are seen by the God who formed them, knows their every thoughts, and loves them beyond measure. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.